It's your Thursday, Daily Delivery. I'm Michael Rand, and another really good episode coming up for you today. Um, I'll, be, I'll be joined by WCCO Radio's Chad Hartman in just a few minutes. We had a great conversation about golf. He told some great stories about playing out in Los Angeles and the site of um, start of the U.S. Open today at the L.A. Country Club. He's played out there. He's played some other fun courses out there. And when you play in L.A., when you play you know, where the stars are. You have some uh, some brushes with, with fame um, and uh, some, some fun stories from Chad along that along those lines. Told some fun stories about his dad, of course, Sid Hartman, the legendary Star Tribune columnist who passed away a couple of years ago at age 100. Um, and Chad and I talked a little bit of sports, too. Talked Timberwolves, talked Twins. So really enjoyed that with him. Hope you do as well. So that's coming up here in just a few minutes. Um, got some twins thoughts here. First, though, what did I miss? Let's get to Carl Anthony Towns, who was on another podcast. In the words of Mike Zimmer a few years ago, former Vikings head coach, I don't know why this sticks with me. I think it's because I was I was there when he said it, and we used it a lot on the Access Vikings podcast. This was from 2019, and it was <clears throat> that was a year of a lot of tension, right? It was the the Vikings started out poorly. It was the year that Stefan Diggs was not happy, coming full circle again now with the Bills, although it sounds like uh, they've smoothed out whatever problems were happening there, at least temporarily. Um, this, there's the Stefan Diggs stuff. Um, the season didn't start out great. They did. They ended up going 10-6. and six. They won a playoff game that year, so it was not like everything uh, fell apart. But I think there was just some tension in terms of how everything was going. The 2018 season had not gone the way they wanted to. They, you know, they, they brought in Cousins. They went 8-7-1. and one. They didn't even make the playoffs that year after going to the NFC title game the year before. So that's kind of the backdrop for early in the season. And, you know, the Vikings offense is sputtering. And I think it was Cousins and Adam Thielen. Uh, Thielen was, I think they were caught maybe gesturing at each other, something like that. I, I think that's what it was. Thielen wanted the ball more. And Cousins, like, apologized to Thielen on a podcast about not getting them the ball more, and uh, that's, that's that's at least how I'm remembering at this point. And Zimmer Zimmer gets asked about it, you know, in in his availability that week, and says uh, basically says uh, wasn't a fan of the apology and says maybe Cousins should get off the podcast. I'm thinking maybe Carl Anthony Towns should get off the podcast unless he wants to do this one. He can, he's more than welcome to come on Daily Delivery whenever he wants, but he's done a couple of them this off season now. He did one with Paul George a few weeks ago, and now he's doing he's done one with Patrick Beverly, uh, his former teammate with the Timberwolves, and it's it was fine. I think Cat is pretty well spoken, but he he is prone to hyperbole sometimes, and when he speaks in kind of bigger kind of bigger ways than I think maybe he even intends <clears throat> um it it catches up to him and he had this quote uh he had two two things that caught my eye caught my ear I guess I should say um from his appearance he he had this quote the first one where he says when my time is up and I retire there's going to be people who are going to say that I changed the game um that's a lot. It's a bold statement, and it, it you know it's a lot of self confidence there. It's perhaps true, and maybe all he means by that is by being such a you know offensive unicorn, as we like to say, a, a special a special creature in that he you know he shoots the three so well, one of the best shooting big men of all time. Maybe that's all he means by that. But if he's saying that when he retires, he's going to be you know one of those all time greats that people look back and say, "Wow, that's a guy that redefined the NBA." 
I don't know about that. I think big men were already shooting the three with pretty high volume and, and, and already do that before he came into the league. So that caught some caught some people's attention. Draymond Green trolled him a little bit on Twitter, but that caught my eye. Just like, man, you don't need to do that. You don't need to you don't need to quite go there with that and, and say that about uh, about the about the rest of your career, which has been good, but certainly not special so far. He, he's had a very nice career so far. He's a very good player, but not a special, not a not a guy you look back on and say, wow, that was one of the all-time greats, at least not to this point. The other thing that he said, he got asked by Patrick Beverly about trade rumors, and he did not exactly, uh, he didn't like deny them, but he, he was kind of joking about it. And, you know, his name's been brought up plenty of times in trade rumors, including sometimes on this podcast. He said, the rumors are as true or as false as Minnesota makes them to be. And again, that could that's just a statement of fact on a basic level, right? Like, you know, rumors are rumors. You can anybody can say something, anybody can invent a trade scenario if they want to. Um anybody can create a report if they want to. But instead of saying, you know, he's been given assurances or instead of saying, "No, I don't think there's anything to this." That was what he chose to say. So, just kind of an interesting backdrop to this offseason that he's doing all these podcasts, that he's getting a little bit more national, that he's going out there like this. Seems to me like somebody who <clears throat> is maybe understanding that his career is in a bit of a transition and is trying to, you know, kind of kind of define who he is to a to a wider audience. And I don't think it's always been to his benefit in these appearances. So I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know where we're going with Towns. He can't be traded for at least another, you know, few weeks. I think July seventh is the date by which he he can become trade eligible because of the way his contract is structured. I don't know that the Wolves are going to trade him. I still think it's more likely that they run it back this year and figure everything out a year from now. But I do think this is a time they should be at least exploring it. And the fact that he said that makes me think that they have at least given him the hint that that is something that they are considering. So that's what's going on with Towns right now. Maybe he should get off the podcast. MGM Wine and Spirits is the choice for savings, service, and a great selection of spirits, pre-mixed cocktails, wines, and of course, ice-cold beers and hard seltzers. With over 30 locations throughout the Twin Cities and beyond, there's an MGM near you. Head to MGMWineAndSpirits.com to find a convenient location in your area. Get social. Follow MGM on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest news and trends. Make great moments with MGM Wine and Spirits, your locally owned and operated choice for over 50 years. Save time, save money. Shop MGM. Really happy to be joined today on Daily Delivery by Chad Hartman from WCCO Radio. Um, we're actually recording right now, right on a Wednesday afternoon. Twins are playing right now, which means Chad has a little bit more downtime than he usually has. Good for me, good for you guys. Maybe good for Chad, too, because I think yes. uh, he's going to take advantage of the afternoon. Maybe maybe play a little golf at some point on this sunny, uh, sunny Wednesday afternoon that we're recording. But, uh, Chad, how are you and uh, how are things going? Things are well, Mike. Yeah, I uh, I am going to go play golf in about an hour. I have the uh, I got a little bit of the old lower back issues, which I've faced for a long time. Me and ninety seven percent of the population, but uh, just you just want me to off, arch my back right now. I'm just, yeah, I know. I'm sitting. I, I probably shouldn't be sitting right now. My posture is terrible right now. Yeah, uh, my posture is very mediocre. Also, uh, yeah, some of these day games during the week for the Twins. I'm not that disappointed when they pop up. <laughs> uh, it's, it allows a little bit of latitude. Yeah. The the March ones, I'd actually rather do the show. Yes. And a lot of times yes. I'd rather do the show, but right. I meet three good friends, like an hour to play golf. I won't be devastated. That's not too bad. I'll, I'll be monitoring the twins, and I'll see if uh, 
We'll see if Max Kepler is going to pinch hit for Royce Lewis again today. Yeah, but maybe we'll see. They they do some yeah. they do some things that are a little out of the box. Maybe we'll talk a little Twins later. But I want to talk golf yeah. with you at the beginning because you are quite a quite a good golfer. Um, and I I worked with your father for uh, probably twenty years at the Star Tribune at least, and I did not know him to be a very good golfer. Where did you pick up? Uh, where did you pick up golf? A uh, couple things. Okay, one. As you know well, my father and coming up with things to do for a young kid, he had no idea. Okay. <laughs> he had no idea. You know, and I live with my mom about 90% of the time until I was 12. So my father, I really wasn't with my father a ton when I was younger. And when I was with them, as Patrick would tell you, I was at a game. Yeah. And I was in places where my father never should have brought me. I was in clubhouses, I was in press boxes. I was insecure about it. I probably was a brat about it. Like, get me out of here. That's why, like, my older boys with the Wolves never entered the locker room once, never entered the press room once. And, yeah, I was I was backtracking from my father. Sure. <laughs> so my father, a couple times, would bring me to putt-putt golf courses. Okay. And I, I, I still putt, like, a cross-handed. We're showing the TV audience here. Okay. I, I contend <laughs> my father thought that was the way to teach me how to putt. Okay. He, he thought that's what to do. And then I was like every kid. I just played a bunch of sports. And one of my closest friends' uh, moms uh, lived in Golden Valley, said, you guys want to play Brookview every Tuesday? Yeah. Picked it up, liked it, and just started playing more as I got close to high school and – I've always loved it. It's but I, like I'm like any golfer, I always hate it too. You know, oh, so it's yeah, it's shot by shot, shot by shot, hole by hole. Um, you've played out in L.A. quite a bit. Um, site of U.S. Open that begins on Thursday out at the Country Club. There, you've played that course. You've played a lot of other famous courses out there. You've got some great stories, but this this is kind of a this is a course that's kind of interesting, and then not a ton of people yeah. it, it not a, not a lot of people know about it. It's got some mystery to it, right? Yeah, you have Mike the the big three in L.A. all designed by George Thomas. So you have Riviera, which is the most well known because every year the tours there, right? And so it's it's a great golf course, and I'll tell you about that in a second. Then you have Bel Air. And that's where a lot of the Hollywood stars are at. Sure. And I've got a good story about that. L.A., what a lot of people used to call is L.A. North, because it's L.A. North and South. And the South is a good golf course, don't get me wrong, but L.A. North is, it's one of the 15 best golf courses in America, probably one of the 25 best in the world. It's wow. that good. Okay. It's very private. And so how I ended up getting to play is Reed McKenzie. So Reed McKenzie is a very successful attorney in town. And he's also been very influential with the USGA. He ran the USGA. He was the president of the USGA okay. for a number of years. And he also was a passionate Wolves fan. And so one time, Mike, it's halftime. I'm going back to grab glass water, go to the bathroom, whatever, at halftime Wolves game. And as I'm coming back, Reed says, do you have a minute? I go, I got 30 seconds. He goes, are you playing on the next trip to L.A.? And I'm thinking, this is Reed. I go, I'd like to. <laughs> and uh, he goes, yeah. would you like to play Los Angeles Country Club? Or back then, more people called it L.A. North. I'm like, Reed, that's a yes. You know that. So he sets me up with a fellow USJ, USGA official. Okay. Very nice guy. Quiet. Just let's play golf. And it's very formal, Mike. I mean, there's okay. no like okay. 
you know, a lot of people play music right now when they're playing golf. Yeah. There's no None way. That. Okay. That. And I was blown away by the golf course right away. Um, you know, you're going to see these views of Beverly Hills. It's right off Wilshire Boulevard. I mean, it is stunning that these two golf courses are at this location. And I'm sure you're going to see drone footage that's just going to stun you this week. But it plays firm. It plays fast. It, the topography is very dramatic. If a hole goes right to left, sometimes the fairway goes left to right. Okay. It allows you a lot of creativity. Um, and so what happened this round, Mike, is this uh, gentleman I played with, he kind of liked playing with me, but it was like more as Reed's friend. But his other friend was also a USGA official. Thank God he was an NBA fan. Okay. Yeah. And that's when the Wolves, this is the this is the one and done Wolves era, except for yeah. 2004. Right. So they're, they're, going to the, they're going to the playoffs every year. They're good. The playoffs yeah. and KG. Take yeah. Your pick. yeah, well, you take your pick. Is it Brandon as the point guard? Is it Cassell? Right. Is it Chauncey? Right. Is it uh, your guy, Troy Hudson, whoever Oof. it might be? Yes, and the so, pain of both worlds. <laughs> exactly. Troy still lives in town. Um, so we got along great. So I played it probably five times. Absolutely loved it. They're this very reserved. Like you're not going to see like at like at Bel Air. I played that about five times. There are stars all over the place. Like you're walking around. Well, I, I'll tell you my best Bel Air. Yeah, I think I think Patrick might have cued me in on this one. I love this. I love this. Yeah. So Jim Pete is yep. still Jim Pete and I are like brothers. Even though yeah. I'm in calling games, we're we're still best of friends. Whether we're Telling each other how much we love each other, or fighting about something. He's, he's like a brother. He's, he's just a good. I don't know anybody who doesn't who doesn't like Jim Pete. He's just great a good guy. guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. You know, we, we he was giving me crap about something uh, through text last night. So I would set up a lot of golf, and I I, I knew some people. And then to be honest, Mikhail helped me a little bit when Mikhail was playing because he was Kevin bleeping Mikhail. Sure. So I somehow met this assistant at Bel Air named Dave, and so we played it a couple times. And so it's somewhere during wolf season and it's January, February. It's miserable. So Jim used to give me crap because I would get like a full size car. Well, Jim's 6'10. He's like, <laughs> you know, get me an escalate. I'm like, do we really need an escalate just right, to drive right. to the golf course? I mean, lighten up. Right. And so this time I, I get the escalate. And this is when I'm doing the show. So I, I don't fly with the team. So okay. once I'm yep. on the road with them, I'm now with them. So I've got tea time. I think we're playing 8.30 or something. So I'm got the car out front. It's 7. I'm calling Jim. I'm calling Jim. No answer. I'm I'm getting a little worried. And finally Jim? calls me back. And he goes, I'm not going to play. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's yeah. 75. It's below zero back home. Yeah. We talked about this. He goes, eh, I just want to lay in bed. Okay. I told some things I probably shouldn't say here on the yeah, right. podcast. Okay. Yeah. And I said, fine. So I go out to Bel Air. I go to Bel Air. I, I go in the pro shop and my friend Dave sees me and he's like, where's Big Jim? And I'm like, Big Jim's dead to me. He's not here. He's not playing. <laughs> yeah. And Dave's like, don't worry about it. No problem. Go hit some balls. Yeah. Come hit balls for like 10 minutes. Just so you can warm up and I'll find some guests for you. So Bel Air, it's up on this hill. Okay. Take your cart and you go down. And it's, you know, it's in Bel Air. It's absolutely stunning, 
right? Yeah. So I hit balls, 10 minutes. I come back. He goes, hit some putts, and I'll find some guys for it. And I'm probably hitting about my fourth putt, and these two gentlemen walk up to me and say, are you Chad? Yeah. And I turn around. I look at him. I pause, and I go, yeah, I'm Chad. And the one guy shakes my hand. He goes, well, my name's Mac Davis. <laughs> I'm thinking, I know Mac Davis, you know? And yeah. then he goes, this is my friend. It's my friend, Jim. Well, that was James Garner. <laughs> so all of a okay. sudden, I am playing golf at Bel Air with Mac Davis, James Garner, and their accountant. And their accountant is this great guy, too. He's very funny. He's very likable. And I'm thinking, well, what's this wrong to be like? Mac Davis, Mike, never stopped talking the entire time. Okay. He loved Minnesota. Think back where Mall of America is. We used to have the Carlton Celebrity Room. Okay. Mac Davis used to play the Carlton Celebrity Room all the time. Obviously, okay. Mac Davis had some hits. He wrote some Elvis songs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was it North Dallas 40? He played the quarterback. But this shows you what a diehard golfer he was, Mike. He knew golf course after golf course in Minnesota. And he didn't just know, like, okay, yeah, U.S. Open, Hazeltine. He's like, no. Yeah, the first hole is slightly dog leg to the right. And then number two is a sharp dog leg to the left. And I'm going, <laughs> Mac, that's exactly what these holes are. And and he knew them down pat. They were amazing, Mike. They told me story after story. Uh, Garner, huge sports fan. So he was asking me all, all about the Wolves. And he talked about his tie to the Raiders yeah. and how much he loved the Raiders. Uh, they both were good players. Okay. They both were single digits. Okay. And I think Garner, who, by the way, was a huge man in person. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. 240. I mean, he played a lot of, like, the, the tough guy. Like, he was, you know, the, yes. all the shows of Maverick and Rockford. Rockford Files. I mean, he's he's just like a – you just look at him. He's like, maybe by modern standards, he's not huge, but just, I'm sure he's the kind of person that's just big in person. Yes. And so, in fact, Mac told me, because he did so, so many of his own stunts, like I'm calling him Mac, like we're friends. You know, um, kind of are now. Yeah. He told me Garner used to be about a scratch handicap, but his body was just so worn down. Wow. So we play, we run into Robert Loja. Uh, we run into these Al, Al Michaels. Okay. Yeah. Mary West is there. Couple other actors where you're like, I know who that guy is. I've seen him in movies. I have no idea. I don't know his name. Yeah. Right? So we finish. I thank them profusely. Again, I go to the pro shop to talk to Dave. Yeah. So I'm talking to Dave, and Austin, they both you no, know, Matt comes in and said, What are you waiting for? And I'm like, What do you mean, Mac? He goes, We're gonna have lunch now. And so not <laughs> only did I play golf with these That's guys great. for let's say four hours and 15 minutes. But then we had a lunch for like an hour and a half after I took the, the show off. So I yeah. couldn't wait to get to my car to call Jim and say, just cancel on me anytime you want. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Just please, please yeah. cancel. So <laughs> another great. good one is, yeah. so a guy my name is John Reynolds. Okay. He's the technical director for so much of LA sports. So like for people listening, next, next year – if you watch a uh, Wolves game and it's 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 Michael Grady and Jim Peterson, you might yeah. see a guy who stands next to him at times and his 
handy mike uh here's the next promo right okay the yep. wolves or so that's the technical director so the first half of the 16 years i called wolves games i did half tv half radio right so jr and i became pretty good buddies so we play golf a number of times and he says hey do you want to play one of the courses tiger played a lot growing up and he goes you know it's not the greatest course but it's there's a great history about it and this is when tiger's maybe yeah. the most prominent person on planet earth Mike. sure so i show up i'm hitting balls and this guy comes up and said are you jr's buddy i go i am jimmy chitwood okay oh, uh, mars i forgot i should have looked up his name it's like Valunius, or it's okay. a very, very unique last name, but we know him as Jimmy Chitwood. Right, from Hoosiers. From Hoosiers. Yes. And great guy. Great guy. We hardly talked any Hollywood. Okay. okay. It was just golf and what's going on. But the funny part of the story is we finish and we teed off a little later. So I'm like, I got to go back and I got to do more prep for the game. Lakers, Clippers, whatever. I forget. And I'm pulling out, and I'll see him running the car, and he knocks on my window, and I'm thinking, did I leave a club in his bag? Right, right, right. He gives me like 30 autographed pictures of himself. (laughs) Did you ask for that? No. No, you didn't? I never asked for it at all. Okay. You know, I mean, I'm lucky because of a certain father. I've, like, I mean, I was eating dinner at Bud Grant's house when I was two. Like, I just... I've been around known people, you know, and it's just, that's the only life I know. Yeah. And like, I don't have a single autograph my entire life. That's hilarious. The only autographs I have is (laughs) let's say when I was younger in high school and college, where we might've been a bit overserved in my father's house in St. Croix. Okay. used to sign autograph Vikings footballs. So it'd be like Jeff Seaman. So those are, those are your signatures on those balls? No, no, no. I would then add Chad Hartman. (laughs) Okay. So at one point, my father was going to sit with those in like Bud's auction. Okay. His garage sale. I oh, said, his garage sales. Yeah, yeah. I cannot do, you cannot do that. Was, and I didn't tell him, let's say, as you could guess, he was not happy. I bet he wasn't. No, no. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, I what mean, do, you, do you still have the Jimmy Chitwood? I mean, it's not it's not written as Jimmy Chitwood, but do you still yeah. have those autographs somewhere? Or what did I you never do with took them? them out of the backseat okay. of the car. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was so blown away. Right. right how it happened but you know la golf is it's it's phenomenal another part of this that i like a lot mike is it's it's late afternoon into the evening golf yeah we're so used to it it's golf channel 12 o'clock yeah yep. whichever network at two it's done by five i love the british open where as an insomniac i can turn it on at 2 30 yes it's already going on yes or now I'm guessing this is going to finish at eight o'clock Sunday night. Seven or eight, like yeah, probably maybe Somewhere nine o'clock. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because think about daylight out there is nine fifteen their time. That's eleven fifteen for us, right? Yeah, I think people are going to love it. I think, I think so too. I think so too. Those are, I, I love you setting the scene for LA, just kind of getting us in the mood for this U.S. Open. Um, I also wanted to pick your brain on the Wolves for a little bit before yep. before we go, maybe Twins. Um, the Wolves are still a big part of you. You had, you did a really good interview with Tim Connolly a few weeks ago where you kind of pinned him down on what he's up to. Now the Washington, the Wizards did hire somebody, so we don't have to worry. Yep. I don't think we had, don't have to worry about him leaving for that job at this point. But this is a very interesting offseason 
for them to me. I've, I've talked ad nauseum about it. I've written ad nauseum about it. What yep. do you think is going on with them right now? A few things. One, I, I thought about Conley the other night. Once Butler missed that three, and all of a sudden Denver is going to win. Yeah. Right? And now Calvin Booth came in this year and he made some nice additions. Right. But 85% of that team was built by Tim Conley. Yes. And out in Denver, I know this well, known some people out there, they still revere Tim Conley for the job he's done. And the truth is, Conley's a very good guy. And think about here right now, because after one year, the Gobert trade yeah. is a failure. Yes. Yeah, maybe changes, but right now, right now it's, it's not good. Yeah. Failure. And that's probably, if you said it's an epic failure, I don't know how much I push back because I don't. You do, but I don't think people realize it's going to get worse because well, it's pick after pick yes. after pick. And and the worst part about it is that isn't just what you gave up and what Gobert was last year, because I think he can have a better year this year. Yes. One of the worst parts about it is now you can't make another trade like that. You've kind of taken that's your it. one shot, and if that was it, that's not great. No, and I've been wrong on a lot of things. Um, I did not like the trade from the get-go. I had been tipped off by somebody that it was probably going to happen. And Mike, this is how off I was. I said, I'm guessing they're going to give up two number ones. Yeah. And the person just gave me one of these, well, wait. And then when I found out, I was, I, I think I was on air and I almost swore. I was like, are you bleeping kidding? <laughs> yeah. That must, now I didn't realize Kessler was going to be as great as right. that was. Yeah. That makes it right. look worse. Nobody did. I mean, if Conley did, right. Um, it's just the fit, Mike. When you have two big guys like Gobert and Towns, they have to beat up smaller players. Yes. They're going to get drawn out, and small guys are going to go by them. So now, can you abuse them, and can you out-rebound them? They were ter- they were a terrible rebounding team last year. Yeah, still. Rudy is an atrocious post-up player, and Cat's getting worse as a post-up player. Like, you know, as much as I love, you know. He doesn't shot, do it anymore, yeah. Yes, when, when Barkley and those guys are like, He's got to post up more. He can't post up, guys. There'll be guards on him, and you'll think, what is he doing? I watch some games when I can't sleep, I need to get a hobby. Of his first couple years, he was in better shape, and he was a better post-up player. He was. It's irrefutable. But you nailed it. Now, because of the new salary cap, they're in deep trouble. Yes. Because a Max player... Yes. You watch. Jaden's going to get more than people think. And Nas is going to get offered a lot more than people think. I, yes. I'm i 80% convinced, unless they trade Towns, that Reed is going to go somewhere else for two reasons. He's going to get paid more money. Yes. And also, either he's going to be a starter somewhere, Mike, or he's going to be the number two big guy. Right here, if he stays... He's the number three big guy. Yeah, he's always scrapping for minutes here, and it's yes. like, yeah, he's he, somewhere else. If they're going to pay him, he's going to get that. He's going to yes. get the minutes too. Now, of the two, would I rather trade Gobert? Of course, but his he's making forty million next year. Yeah, his value is terrible. Yeah, so I'm willing to listen on Towns. Me I'm too. willing, to be yeah, aggressive on Towns, and I, I don't know. Wh- I'm with the whole crew of. I would be talking to Portland a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're seemingly going to stay with Dame Lillard. 
You know, I I probably, if I was Portland, would take Scoot Henderson and trade Dame and just try to rebuild. But Dame has been so loyal. That Portland fan base, Mike, is so loyal. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they still watch the 1977 Blazers. <laughs> right. They still wonder what happened to Brandon Roy, what happened to Greg Oden, you know. So, listen, if I could come out of this and trade Towns for that pick, probably Simons. Yeah, that seems to be the player. I would bite the bullet and do it with the fear that Towns is still going to be a very good player for the next five, six years. So it's not just that I'm trading talent for talent. Mike, it's he's about to make 50 million in years. Uh, Rudy's going to make in the mid-40s. Ant's going to be up there. Jade's going to be up there. And the other thing is, if you keep this group together, they're not good enough to win a title. No. They just aren't. Which is the thing. Yeah. Which is the thing because Denver, that's the only other team right now that has three max guys. It's Jokic, uh, Michael Porter Jr., and then uh, then Jamal Murray. If you've got the right guys... Yes. You could still do it. Jokic is a two-time MVP. There's, I don't. It, it, maybe Ant gets into that conversation in five years, but you don't yes. know exactly where his ceiling is. Like, I don't think you can you can do that if you have the right guys. I don't know if this is the right guy. If these are the right guys. No, and I I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to say Towns missed the fifty-three games. Look what happened for that three-game stretch where they. What they beat Golden State, they hung in there with Phoenix, they beat Sacramento, and they're gonna say that's who we really are. Maybe they are. I yeah. I can't bank on those three games. To me, Mike, and I got scarred by this calling the games for 16 years, seeing terrible, and then the one and outs outside of 04. My belief is unless you think you have a team that can get you to a very competitive series in the second round, yeah, then keep trying. And I think there's so many people in this town who think, oh, we just want to make the playoffs. That gets old fast. That's wild fans. Yeah, you know? it does. So what? And so if you're going to be boxed in money-wise and you're not good enough, and just because your point was so great on Conley, part of what Conley's so good at is adding the surprise player like Kessler, and he's really good. So now you took all those draft choices away. Yes. Part of Tim Conley's skill Tim Conley himself gave away. Yeah. You know, I think about where this team would be if Kessler had that year. Yeah. They were t- the Pat Bev act, they were tired of. Yeah. I mean, people forget they were so behind the scenes service. They probably would have got rid of him. You would have kept Vanderbilt. He'd be a nice complimentary player. Right. They'd be in such a better position with having the draft choices and the, and the cap space. Is, yeah. And the cap space. Is that team good enough right now? I want to tell? No. And your other really good point is. Listen, you have to love how Ant is ascending. We still don't know yet. Is Ant going to no. be, let's say he's the top 15 guy? Yeah. That's pretty good. Is he yeah. Jamal Murray? Is he Devin Booker? Because I think a few people now are like convinced that he's going to be the third best player in the league in a few years. Right. That's still an amazing leap. Yes. That is such an enormous yes. leap. Still, he's going to be an all-star. That's a given yeah, for a long, a, long time. He's a top 25 player right now. There's yeah. a long way from top 25 to top 10 to top five. That's a, that's a long way to go. And by the way, if your top guy isn't a top 10 guy, yeah, almost every time you don't win a championship. Yep. And by the way, most of the time he's he's the joker. 
He's yeah. LeBron. He's Durant. He's Curry. Yeah. He's not top 10. He's one, two, three. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. It's going to be, it's a fascinating off season. Really quick. Twins are, they've been frustrating me all year. I think they have yes. another gear that they can get to, but it's the, the inconsistency and it's just the, Poor play in, in the, what the one run games that have gotten them a lot. Just I'm the zero and eighteen thing. I think fans are just like, wake me up when this team is really yes. for real. What what do you think? I think he nailed it. I mean, it's it's the scar tissue, and you know, Falvey and Levine made some good moves in the offseason. but also there's two things I just still don't get: the bullpen. I don't want to hear our mutual friend Lavelle tell me another time about. Pagan in low leverage situation. Oh, yeah. You can find anybody in 9 1 right. games who's going right. to be pretty good. When okay? nobody's trying so, anymore, they just want to get the I game mean, over with. So stop with the Pagan yes. experiment. So they should have made another attempt for another bullpen guy. They're counting on Pagan and Alcala. I mean, the guy that stunned me is Jorge Lopez. Yeah, he's been bad, which is. He has been. I mean, he was bad last year. He had the first month where you kind of said, okay, this is the guy. Right. But you know what he looks like now? He looks like the guy who's in Kansas City for a long time, who yeah. was a lousy starter. Yeah. You I know, know and 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 just cut the cord on Kepler. Just yes. cut the cord. I, I I get it. It made sense to sign him. He's one of your guys, but we've all seen the data. You've got Walner, you've got Kirloff, you got Larnick. Gordon's going to come back at some point. Thank him. And here's the other thing, because Twins fans worry about this too much. If he goes somewhere else and he has success, so what? He didn't have success here for three years. How much yes. more do you need to see? I agree. I agree. It's it's the roster is frustrating. I think that you know they're being propped up obviously by the AL Central, which is even bad by its own yes. standards. Um I yes. st- I do think with the starting pitching they have, this yep. could still be a team that could, you know, win a playoff game or even a playoff series if they get there. But I don't know. They, they're they're frustrating me more than I thought they would at this point in the season. I thought they'd be What's better. What's interesting is Correa the last month, and not just the the homer last night. Yeah, but Correa the last month has been a little bit closer. Like yeah. his on base percentage is three fifty. He's hitting some home runs because he was atrocious. Yes, starting the year. Yes. I mean, I, I mean, so bad. Right. And then, you know, Patrick said this to me on my show about a month ago. He said, Byron's not going to play in the outfield the whole year. And I pushed back. He was right. So far, yeah. They're not going to put Byron in the outfield the entire year. And Taylor's been, that's another nice signing. Yes, that was a good move. Yeah, like their their fringe moves were were good. It's the guys that they thought they could count on that haven't been delivering this year, which is the frustrating part for them, I'm sure. Yeah. And and you know what? If they, if it's a one and out situation for them or they don't make the playoffs... I think this will be the first time Falvey and Levine really take some heat. Yes, I agree. And and it wouldn't be the first time for Rocco. I think Rocco has been feeling some fan heat, but that would, they yeah. would start to reach him too, I think. at that. You point. know what's funny, though, is when it came out that they had signed Rocco that extension by Rosenthal or yeah, Katzmer, and like it was like, really? I mean, why didn't the Twins put a release out on that? I mean, right. that normally you'd put some out, we've extended Rocco through 2025. Yeah. It was nothing. You know, the X factor in this is Joe Pollett. Yeah. Like, is Joe Pollett, does he want to rock the boat right away? My gut is no. Uh, But you're right. If if they don't 
do anything playoffs. I think that regime has to be looked at differently because yeah. it's been a while. This is year know? seven for them, right? Yes. 2017 was their first year. So that's a long time. I don't know. It gives us all a lot to talk about. You in particular, yeah. not not today. You got to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you go so you can go get uh, get your get your round in, get your well deserved yeah. day off. But Chad Hartman, appreciate the time, the great golf stories, the insights on the Wolves and the Twins, and uh, I will talk to you again soon. Absolutely, Mike. Anytime. Reach out. Really loved catching up with Chad Hartman. Hope you guys enjoyed that too. Shout out to Patrick Royce, my uh, my Monday guest, uh, routine guest, and. Um, colleague of mine, great guy who suggested I talk to Chad after he was talking to Chad about some of those golf stories to help set up the U.S. Open today. That was tons of fun. Man, how cool would it have been to play golf with some of those guys like James Garner? What an all-time cool guy James Garner is. Um, unfortunately, passed away in 2014. But, uh, you know, just some cool golf stories and some cool, uh, hopefully, hopefully some fun sports talk there in there for you as well. So appreciate Chad coming on and taking some time during his off day. And as we were recording... On Wednesday, the Twins, like we said, were playing the Brewers. That leads me to the cooler here. While we were talking, Carlos Correa had another big hit, a two-run triple, part of a four-run third inning. And that was all the scoring the Twins got. That was all they needed, another good outing from Bailey Ober, who has been terrific this year. Twins win again, fourth time in the last five games. Sounds like they had a meeting in Tampa Bay. Good reporting, good writing from Bobby Nightingale, Jr., our new uh, co-twins beat writer read his game story off of that 4-2 win. Kind of sounds like they might have cleared the air a little bit with what was going wrong offensively and all over the place on this team. And they have looked like a different team since that since that Rays series, winning four out of five, and Correa has been a big part of it. His OPS uh, almost 1,300 since, uh, since, that, uh, since that series. He's been on fire. Big hits, the Grand Slam, of course, in Toronto, the walk-off home run the other night against the Brewers, and then this two-run triple that was part of that four-run third inning that won the game for the Twins. So maybe some positive momentum going for this team. We'll see if they can keep it going. They've got the Tigers now. Tigers in a bit of a free fall, so maybe there's an opportunity there to widen the lead in the AL Central and to start feeling better about themselves as a whole. That will do it for me today. Um, We'll have... uh, Marcus Fuller from the Star Tribune will be on Friday's show to talk Gophers basketball, both men's and women's. Programming note, no shows next week. Going to take a little bit of a time off here, a little bit of a lull in the sports calendar. Helps that the Wolves do not have a first-round pick in next week's NBA draft. So I'm going to get a little bit, get a little time away, get a little time off. We'll catch you again on, t- on tomorrow's show, of course, but then not again until the 26th on that Monday when I'm back with Royce. So... Enjoy tomorrow's show. Enjoy the rest of your day. Back at it again then.